0: The Subscription Box Show, episode 159.
1: Hey, this is Alison Chu from Mealfinds.com. If you want to learn about affiliate marketing or how to start a website all about food and beverages, then you have to listen to The Subscription Box Show with my good friend, Eric Music.
2: There's a lot to learn when it comes to e-commerce and subscription boxes. Whether you're a new or existing business, your list of questions can seem endless and daunting. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show, where you'll hear high quality, unbiased views and strategies from top industry leaders. Whether we're talking one on one with business professionals or deep diving into thought provoking case studies, we'll find the answers to your questions because this is the show you've been waiting for. Now, Let's think inside the box with your host, Eric Music. Welcome to the Subscription Box Show. I'm your
0: host, Eric Music, and I want to help you build, grow, and even start your very own subscription box business. Make sure to tune in two days a week as I interview the top entrepreneurs, leaders, and subscription box owners in the industry. You'll be able to take their knowledge, experience, and expertise and apply it to your business. Welcome here, everyone, and in this episode, you'll have the pleasure to hear from one of the most experienced businesswomen in subscription and affiliates. She is none other than the founder of Meal Finds, Allison. no pun intended, Chew. Meal Finds is a website that helps consumers discover and compare online food and beverage retailers based on their specific needs through the most comprehensive online directory, advanced filters, user ratings, and product reviews. Talk about a business launched at a perfect time to solve a growing problem with meal deliveries. Prior to finding Meal Finds, Allison spent eight years at the leading global partner marketing agency, Acceleration Partners. During that time, she led the client services team, developed and grew the publisher development team, and supported the growth of AP through the creation of innovative products and services. Allison is an expert on all things affiliate, and we really dig our heels in that subject. She'll let us know the benefits and how to's with everything to do with not only affiliates, but partnerships and other key insights in the subscription box industry. So I can't wait to share my conversation with Allison with you. But first, if you're new to the show, I'd like to ask you to please rate and review the show on iTunes. Fresh reviews and ratings still helps the show and is still the best way to get the show to grow. And at the very least, please go ahead and hit that follow or subscribe button on your podcast player and hit the like and follow button on Facebook and Instagram. I'd also love to get to know more about your subscription box and the best way to connect with me and our community is to join our private group on Facebook, the Subscription Box Show Facebook group. There you can post all of your questions, feedback and comments, ask for some advice and tips and more importantly, surround yourself and network with hundreds of other subscription box entrepreneurs just like you from startups to massive brands. And when you do you could win. In the group, we reward the top contributors with a special chance to appear on this show. I will mention the top 10 most engaged members of the group and their subscription boxes throughout the month. So for this episode, we recognize Jamie Snell and EcoCrates of America. Jamie is the founder of the soon-to-launch of, of America is a lifestyle box subscription company for eco-conscious consumers. They're currently building their business, brand, and website to best meet your needs. So check back on them soon for details and their official launch date. In the meantime, enjoy their blog at EcoCratesOfAmerica.com or check out the show notes for more. So if you'd like to have your name and your business mentioned on this podcast, it's very easy, guys. Simply join, engage, and add value. Hey guys, super excited to let you know that Harbor Marketing Agency has officially launched their brand new promotion and want to let you know how you can apply to work with a proven agency that works with many other successful subscription boxes. If you want more on that, make sure to head over to harbormarketingagency.com to learn more. Now, without further ado, let's get into my conversation with the founder of Meal Finds, Allison Chu. Chu. All right, super excited to have on the show today, all the way from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, one of my secret favorite cities that I've never been to. We talked about that off air, but uh, without further ado, the founder at MealFinds.com, MealFinds, Allison Chu. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks so much for having me, Eric.
0: Really happy to have you here. First, I never got to hear your um, story and your speaking at previous sub events, but I did see your name there and I really wanted to connect. And it's unfortunate because I did actually even get a premium pass for the last sub summit. And for whatever reason, I lost my login details and I'm not sure how to get back into those because I know you can go back if you had, I think it was a VIP pass, you could go back and listen to recorded events, but nonetheless, I never got a chance to listen to it. So I'm happy to have you here to listen to you in person, sort of. So for those who have never heard of Meal Finds, Allison, give us an elevator pitch, a snapshot, an overview of what that is.
1: Sure. Mealfinds.com is a directory of online food and beverage services. And you can use over 20 filters to find anything from meal kits to snack delivery to wine, coffee, tea, and everything in between. And in addition to the directory, we also have an expansive and growing list of product reviews, as well as coupons and special offers.
0: Love it. So we're going to get into that because there's yeah. a lot of stuff I want to talk to you and ask you about when it comes to that because it's a great idea and it's fairly new, correct? Like you guys just came up with this. Yes. Like you tell me, like when was it established?
1: We launched last year, right? Yeah, so as that's... the pandemic was getting going. Yeah.
0: Well. How apropos, because everyone's stuck at home and stuff, right? So, I mean, it's really a great idea. And the way you're partnering with even some food-based subscriptions. So we're going to get into all that. But first, for those, um, again, who don't know you, what's your background, Alison? Were you always super entrepreneurial? You're always into subscriptions? But what's the story of the early adolescent Allison Chu?
1: Yeah. So I was always a driven person, straight A's, and was really into science growing up. And I went to college and have an undergrad in biology. I was pre-med thinking that I wanted to be a doctor and then had the opportunity right out of undergrad to move to San Francisco. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I was living in New Jersey where I was born and raised and... I've always wanted to move away. This was my time. So put some other things on hold and moved to the Bay Area. And that was kind of a big turning point for me, as you can imagine, just growing up in a small town in southern New Jersey and moving to this big city. It was probably one of the first aha moments for me. And during that time, I was exposed to everything the San Francisco Bay Area had to offer. And I took several years to kind of figure out what I wanted and what was right for me. I actually went back to school. I have a master's degree in education and a science teaching credential. I thought, you know, maybe I want to teach. And I did that for a while. And while I enjoyed the speaking part of the teaching... (laughs) I quickly realized that oh, teaching isn't right for me, it's just not the right fit. My mom's a teacher, my dad's a teacher, stepmom's a teacher, stepdad was a teacher. Come from a long line of teachers, and I thought that ah, maybe that's right for me, and it wasn't. So, my journey continued. I actually worked for a division of Kaplan which is the big test prep company and was in sales and managing after school programs and again continuing to kind of learn about what i like to do and what i didn't like to do and i think this is just important for everyone out there who's just trying to figure it out you know gone are the days where we find a job and then stay in it for 30 years and retire with a pension and everything. It took me a while to be okay with that and to kind of say, okay, no, I'm going to continue to figure these things out and really find something that makes me happy. And I was approached, I was not really happy at Kaplan and kind of looking for my next thing. I wanted to get into this digital online space. So this is the early 2000s. Okay. <laughs> online internet world. And the man I was dating at the time, you know, my husband, he was in this crazy online world and online advertising and pop-up ads and things that everyone hates. <laughs> and <laughs> I had the opportunity to go and work for a startup. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is it.
0: Is this still in San Francisco?
1: Still in San Francisco. So this is my opportunity. It's a startup. How cool is that? And I have no experience, but they want me. Okay. This is my foot in the door. So I think this is the second kind of big pivotal moment here is I get to work for this online startup. It was in the wedding space. And I just got married, I guess, or was planning a wedding maybe. And so this... Startup was basically Google Maps and Yelp for weddings. So if you're planning a wedding, they had like vendors and venues and ratings and stuff that you could look at and find a a vendor, venue, and then you could also map out your wedding and put little icons on there. So here's the reception, and here's the ceremony, and here's all the hotels, and here's fun things to do. Cool. At the time, I was like, oh my gosh. Anyway, so we had a blast. And I was there for 5 years. And we grew and we dabbled in a lot of different things. Unfortunately, it didn't start up. I'm not a bazillionaire.
0: So you're not employee number 3 that that took a a massive pay...
1: uh, Well, I was employee number 3, but I started up. So, you know... I did get to meet a lot of super fun people, one of the investors that invested in the company we actually hung out in their office. And so I got to be and be around a lot of founders and startups and these amazing coders and I thought this is it. I want this. I don't know what it is, but I love the energy. Yeah. I love how fast moving everything is, and during that time, we were testing out different monetization strategies. And I said, "Hey guys, there's this thing; it's called affiliate marketing. And if we have remnant ad inventory, maybe we should just plug it in with some affiliate affiliate banners and affiliate ads, and you know, see how it goes."
0: And back... so... and this is back in the years, like early to mid, like first decade of 2000 so like for people like what is this like what is affiliates yeah
1: they're like well it's kind of shady like what do you you know (laughs) what do you mean like what kind of and i was like well you know there's wedding paper divas and there's like i don't know some flower company and i was like totally wedding related yeah i was like you know people click we make a purchase we make money you know let's test it Mm -hmm. let's see and so we did and so we kind of dabbled in that a bit and at the time I met a man named Robert Glazer who is the CEO and founder of Acceleration Partners and at the time I didn't know this was going to happen but I would then meet up with Bob a couple years later and help him Grow acceleration partners. So the startup didn't start up. I was looking for a job and I thought, huh, that affiliate stuff, that was kind of cool. I, I like that, I, you know. So I applied for a job at Acceleration Partners. And at that time, this was 2012, they were about 10, 15 people. And I was hired to help manage affiliate programs. They were amazing, and this is kind of aha, uh-huh, you know, moment. Number three here is I get into this amazing world of affiliate marketing. And then, for the next eight years, I work with some of the smartest people I've ever met. So the largest brands in the world, Adidas and Reebok and Target oh, wow. b b, Uber, just to name a few. Yeah. Uh, hundreds of other brands, and really get to know the world of e-commerce, get to know the world of affiliate partner marketing, and really have this amazing understanding of partnerships in general. Because people always say this about the affiliate space. It's about a lot of spaces. It's about those relationships. And so I spent time in Acceleration Partners on their client services team, growing that team, managing the client services team, working directly with those account managers as well as our our clients' brands. And then I moved over to start our publisher development team. There is definitely a need to spend more time with our publishing partners. They're obviously without them. (laughs) There's no affiliate programs. And figuring out how to better service them as the agency grew.
0: Give us an example, if you don't mind, of publishing partners. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, so Meal Finds is an affiliate. And I know we'll talk about Meal Finds yeah. a little bit later, but we are an affiliate. You have huge coupon affiliates out there. You think like Retail Me Not is a big one. You have, of course, the loyalty partners like Ebates, huge loyalty gotcha. partners. Racketon, I guess now. Sorry. Yeah. And then you have mommy bloggers. You have a couple of years ago, mass media sites got into the world of affiliate marketing. So these are your Condé Nast's, your Merediths, Buzzfeeds. As their organic, you know, ad revenue started to go down, they needed to look for a way to differentiate. And monetize. And so they jumped in affiliate marketing head first. And that was a pretty exciting time.
0: Yeah, you mentioned networking and partnerships. When you're talking with, like, just going back to Acceleration Partners, when you were there for eight years, like talking to some pretty big shots from big companies, like you mentioned Adidas and Uber and these kind of companies, is there one thing that stood out to you that there was like a common theme when you're talking to these companies? Common theme. Something they're looking for through a four affiliates, we'll say, like because right. they're reaching out because they're wanting to dabble or go full into affiliate mm-hmm. marketing. Is there something that they kind of like there's a recurring theme that they really wanted to you guys to focus on?
1: I think anyone who starts an affiliate program or is interested in growing their affiliate program, they want to find quality partners that are going to drive quality. Quality, new customers or sales or leads, whatever the action is they're
0: yeah. they're
1: paying on. I think it's all about quality. and so you know it's interesting because some want quality and they want it very quickly <laughs> <laughs> which that doesn't necessarily go hand in hand or they want. Quality and they want a really great ROI, which might not go hand in hand. So it's really a delicate balancing act of trying to find those quality partners and really understanding what the goals of the brand are. And then, you know, matching them with the right partners and then kind of understanding and looking at the data to see, hey, Okay, these might be the right partners, but are they driving the right type of customer Hmm. and kind of digging into that? Because you might say, Oh, they look like a great partner, but then maybe
0: it wasn't the case. Yeah.
1: Aren't matching up.
0: I guess I got a follow-up question again on this, just because it's fascinating to me. Like because you came from a startup that from the early Mm -hmm. days, and then you worked with these massive companies, and you did kind of affiliate with both, other Mm -hmm. than the Budgets, Or is it just simply the budget, the biggest difference when it comes to trying to help companies, whether it's a startup or a massive brand like Uber with affiliate marketing? Is it just simply saying it's just all budget? Or is there something else that you can really try to help or did with startups compared to what you would do with a massive
2: company?
1: Yeah. So startups versus established brands and affiliate marketing, there's definitely different steps you take when you're either launching a program or taking over an existing affiliate program. An established brand already has name recognition, which is great and super helpful. It is more difficult to launch an affiliate program. I would never recommend testing the affiliate channel to a new brand that has no name recognition and has not tested any other marketing channels. (laughs) I wouldn't recommend affiliate is the first channel because you need to kind of understand some data. You need to have a solid LTV. You need to kind of understand your ROI. You need to understand some costs. How, you know what does it cost to attract a quality customer? What does that quality customer look like? <laughs> How do they behave? There's kind of information that you need to gather. I would say, before jumping into affiliate or you just have to manage your expectations. And I say that because a big part of your affiliate program is recruiting affiliate partners. And if you're a big brand, if you're an Adidas, you have no problem recruiting partners to your program. Even influencers. Several years ago, were like, I'm not going into affiliate. I'm making way too much money with brand collaborations. And now because... The influencer world and Instagram world are so saturated. (laughs) These influencers have had to, again, diversify and look at new ways to bring in money to monetize. So if you're an Adidas, super easy to recruit new partners to work with. If you're Joe Schmo, whatever, (laughs) and you have no brand recognition it's going to be harder. People, your partners don't know who you are. So yeah. you just go approach the affiliate program in a different way. It might be more of a refer friend program. It might be more of a influencer via affiliate program where you're working very, very closely with a handful of handpicked influencers. So there's different ways to go about it. And this is a very long answer to your question. Yeah, no, but it's great. Uh, Very long answer to your question, but there are different ways to go about it and you can reach your goals. I think it has to do more with your expectations. And sure, there's different budgets, but in the affiliate world, we don't really recommend having a set budget because theoretically, you're paying for those actions that you want. So, you know, if you're paying for a sale, you should, hey, if it's hitting your ROI target and your commission, everything's working out because you set up your program the right way, mm-hmm. hey, you should want to pay for those sales all day long. Yeah. Because that's how great they are.
0: Right. It's generating some traffic and some sales. I mean, I guess the reason I was asking is because a lot of people who listen to the show are people that are thinking of starting, have started or even have an established subscription box business. And it's kind of all over the place. There's people with massive companies that listen to the show. I know that have like 10,000 plus subscribers. And then there's some people that listen to the show that are just starting out. And there's people in the middle. So I think for someone who's listening to the show, who's like somewhere in that middle, mm-hmm. they're getting starting, they could maybe look at something like you mentioned. like Because your jam is like affiliate marketing and influencer marketing. That's kind of like your Absolutely. zone of genius, right? So I mean, for someone like us, that's... In the middle there, Mm -hmm. influencer marketing might be something to do. Like you know, you we've all heard of like share a sale, these kind of affiliate programs. Where do you recommend someone setting up an affiliate program like that at a somewhat early stage, and then they can reach out to like you said, mommy bloggers or Mm -hmm. someone in there. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. So you think that's a good idea? Yeah,
1: absolutely. So I do recommend using a technology platform. It's easier for both the retailer as well as the partner. I will say Meal Finds as an affiliate, as a partner, we work through all of the traditional affiliate networks, like you mentioned, Sale and many others. We also have one-off partnerships with retailers that I personally reached out to and I said, Hey, doesn't look like you have any sort of affiliate program. You might have a refer a friend program that earns me smoothie dollars, but I kind of don't want to be paid in smoothie dollars. (laughs) (laughs) I love smoothies. Maybe can we work together in another way? And so I have several of those partnerships set up where I have a specific coupon code or UTM tracking and we receive credit when a sale happens using that coupon code or through that tracking link. I will say it could be a burden on the retailer at a certain point. And it certainly is extra work for the partner. So subscription box company, if you are thinking about starting an affiliate program, the technology will make your life a lot easier. And it will make it easier for partners to work with you and want to work with you.
3: Yeah,
0: well said. Love that. So I think with that, let's take a quick break. Thank today's sponsors. And when we get back, we're going to jump right into meal finds. How did you found that? Why did you found that? And what is it like growing it almost a year later, right after the break? Hey guys, I'm very excited to be joined by Steve Krakauer from Harbor Marketing Agency today. Steve and I have been working together over the last few months with our subscription box, Louie and Leia, And since then, we've seen some tremendous growth. I'm super excited to share with you Steve's incredible new offer. Steve, you want to share with us what you got going on?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Eric. So at this point, we've helped multiple subscription box companies scale to seven plus figures. And throughout our time doing this, we've learned exactly what works and what does not work in the subscription box industry. So now with every new client, we run through what we call a results action plan. Basically what this is, is a comprehensive audit of your entire business. It starts by diving into business intelligence. That includes your founding story, your value proposition, your market, your customer demographics, and psychographics and everything that we need to know about the foundation of your business. From there, we perform an audit of all of your marketing touchpoints. That includes going through your website, your ad accounts, your email marketing, and your social media pages with a fine-tooth comb to identify where the gaps in your marketing funnel are. From there, we put together a detailed plan that lays out exactly what needs to be done to get your subscription box to where you want to be. So this puts you in control of your growth. This plan has worked wonders for our clients. So if you're interested, book a call with us at harbormarketingagency.com. And if you're not 100% satisfied with the plan, we will give you a 100% refund. That sounds incredible, Steve. And I know you're taking a
0: full holistic approach here. So I love that. This is great stuff. I know it's worked for us and it's worked for others. Like we mentioned, Bambox, Shaker and Spoon, Butterfly Box. You guys have helped them really scale and grow their boxes. There's no
3: guarantees in life. But this is as close as it gets, right? Absolutely. We try to make it as risk-free as we possibly can for our clients. And honestly, it's the best approach that you can take if you're really serious about scaling up your business. You want to make sure that you're taking a comprehensive approach, looking at every single customer touchpoint and doing everything you can to convert that visitor into a paying customer. Yeah, I love that. You're not just throwing money at Facebook ads and hoping things
0: grow. You're actually having an action detailed plan, which is what results action plan through Harbor Marketing Agency. So guys, take up Steve and his incredible new offer. If you're interested, make sure to contact them at harbormarketingagency.com. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Thanks, Eric. All right, we're back with Allison Chu, the founder at Meal Finds. Before the break, she kind of took us in her journey from basically how she started into the tech world and the startups, and then she ended up working with massive brands and all the lessons she learned through affiliates and influencer marketing. Now let's go right into Meal Finds, your own company. Take us back to last summer, if that's when the idea was, I guess, born in your own brain, and then uh, bring us to how you actually launched the company and why.
1: Yeah. So it was actually several years before that, (laughs) where I had this idea I am a mom and I love to cook. And when we were in San Francisco, even before I was a mom, these crazy things called meal kits came out. And I enjoy cooking, but I don't enjoy looking for recipes. And so I found myself really attracted to these meal kits where I could still cook and kind of feel good about creating a home-cooked meal a couple of days a week. But I didn't have to do all the work of finding recipes. And my husband is a huge lover of international flavors, specifically a lot of Chinese and Thai, Indian. He really likes those really bold flavors. And luckily in San Francisco, I could find a lot of those ingredients to make dishes. But again, it was the recipe. So these meal kits were... I mean, I was in love. I was first in on many meal kits as soon as they came to the Bay Area, which luckily a lot of people like to launch and test things in San Francisco. For sure. So it was great. So I loved Meal Kits and I thought, you know, wow, it'd be great if there was a site that had all the different meal kit options on it and you could figure out what you wanted and if they had, you know, vegan options or whatever you wanted. My husband's like, yeah, that sounds pretty cool. And I kind of just tabled it. I thought, yeah, that's a good idea, but I wasn't ready to do anything. So in my day job, in the affiliate world, I was noticing there are more and more affiliate partners entering in and promoting these meal kits.
2: And I thought, oh,
1: interesting. A lot of them were arbitraging. They were paying for like Google search ads or Facebook ads and directing traffic to their sites that had usually reviews with affiliate links and... Interesting. ...and and monetizing. And I thought, huh. One thing I noticed was that on a lot of these sites... There were only the top five companies or so. And at that time, there were a lot more, and especially more and more kind of regional companies popping up that only served the Northeast or yeah. the West Coast or something. I thought, why weren't those listed? And you know, a lot of times against those guys, a lot of times these are kind of pay-to-play type of deals. And I thought, wow, what a disservice to customers who are looking to really do their research and find something right for them. So I brought back that idea to my husband and talked about it for too long. I think so many people do this and they have great ideas and they never do anything with them. And my husband always says, not the idea, babe, it's the execution. So one night we were talking about it and I forget, it was twenty eight. And he said, "Allison, you either need to do something or stop talking. (laughs) I'm tired of talking about your fictitious company. (laughs) And at that point, I said, okay, I need to really set some dates and really give myself deadlines. And I also went on my first solo vacation. And I don't know if anyone out there has been on a vacation. Interesting.
0: Like with a friend or just me? No, your...
1: me. Wow. No family, no friends, no group. Just me.
0: Like a retreat
1: almost kind of a. Yes. Or just... <laughs> I went to a, an all inclusive resort in St. Lucia. I know it sounds very fancy. And I went for, I think it was five days. And I needed to do a lot of kind of. So yeah. <laughs> just like I just needed to figure stuff out, <laughs> and it was really warm and beautiful. <laughs> and so I went down there. I have to tell you, Eric, there were nights where I cried. There were a lot of drinking involved, a lot of good times. <laughs> I worked out a lot. It was I ate a ton. It was an amazing trip, and I came back and I had a lot of clarity. You know, it was hard because I love my job. And I love the people I work with. And so it was really hard to, at that point in my life, you know, most of us, we have families and financial Mm -hmm. obligations. And it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to quit my job and start something. And for me, that was scary. If I was 22 and living in my mom's basement, might not be so scary. But, yeah. no, I'm a mom and a wife and I love my job. So it was a really hard decision. But I came back from this solo trip, which I highly encourage everyone to take at least once. And I gave myself deadlines for filling out my LLC paperwork and for finding a dev firm. And I figure if I created an LLC and I found a dev firm, I'm on my way. And so I did those things and I worked with a local Philadelphia deaf firm to work on branding and to create the site. That, of course, took longer than you anticipate. <laughs> uh, it's like
0: building it, a house. It's <laughs> never, they, they never hit their deadline.
1: Never. Yeah. Never on budget, never on time. <laughs> uh, but it happened. It was up. And it, at the end of 2019, it was kind of officially... Live, but I still had my job. And so there was a lot of tweaking to be done. I had to add content. I have hundreds of services in my directory, and I personally research every single one. So a lot of nights just researching and yeah. going to different retailer sites and gathering information. So that brings us to 2020.
0: And yeah. a good point there. I'm just going to pause you there, Allison, because sure. you yeah. a lot of people just think you quit your job and then you started the company. You kind of like had the boots on the ground. Some stuff was happening in the background while you're still working, right? Yeah. And yeah.
1: I kind of feel bad about that.
0: But as long as it's not taken away, I think it's unreasonable right. to think right. you're going to quit because you're not going to make money in your business necessarily right from day one. Right. You can. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying most of the time you're not. You can still do your job as long as you're not taking away from your job. Now, if you're taking away from exactly. your job, it's a whole different story. Now, you might be right. burning the candle at both ends for a while, right?
1: Which I definitely was. For yeah. sure.
0: But yeah. but I'm glad yeah. you pointed that out, that you, you still were working while you're getting this right. thing going. Okay. so Yeah,
1: I still was working. I had to work. Yeah. So I was doing both. I did not add any sort of affiliate links. So that's how... We monetize right now, along with a couple other things. But I didn't add any affiliate links because I was so, <laughs> I'm kind of well known in the affiliate industry. And so I didn't want to cross any lines. So when I gave my notice, I said, Hey, this is what I'm doing, acceleration partners, they were very, very happy for me and couldn't have been more supportive. And I said, Hey, by the way, you know, I'm gonna start applying to some affiliate programs. And none managed by acceleration partners until I left, and kind of go from there. And and again, they were super supportive. So officially, I March first of 2020 was my first full time day as the founder of Mealfinds.com. Little did I know this global pandemic was coming. And you know, everyone says, "Well, that was great. Everyone was buying food online," and right. But Mealfinds was so young that. Nobody knew about meal funds, <laughs> So, uh, you know, I feel like I would have launched a couple of years earlier, maybe it would have been, been better, but I have nothing to compare it to. But the past year has been incredible. I tell everyone I learned something new every single day. <laughs> and while my expertise is in affiliate and partner marketing, I feel comfortable speaking with retailers, big and small and forming partnerships and developing these relationships and coming up with creative ways to work together. There are so many other things that I don't know from the technical side, we're on WordPress and from the technical, everything I learned from WordPress and plugins and from my dev who is outsourced to SEO, to you name it, to newsletter, anything. Yeah, it's a huge, huge learning curve, but, is. but I love it.
0: You mentioned to me off air during our break, you're bootstrapped. So this, you know, yeah. for those who don't know what that is, of course, it's your own money you're putting in the company. You don't have it's people, my money. Yeah, it's your money. So <laughs> is there an area in the beginning that you would maybe advise people to use wisely that, to put maybe more money into one area than another if it's your own money, sure. regardless of budget?
1: Yeah, so building out your site, I had to remember that this is only version one. And it's going to change a lot. And I spent years thinking about this. And I actually had a Google Doc that was, I don't know, 20, 30 or plus pages long of wireframes and ideas and instructions that I could just hand over whenever I was ready. I could just hand it over and have someone build it. All of your ideas, all of those things, they all cost money. And so while I think you should get in... As much as you can, certainly on the first go round, while you're spending all of that money, I think it's important to remember that it's going to change, and it's okay. It's totally okay to change things and kind of to fail fast. I feel like people, you know, tell you that all the time.
0: Fail you forward, learn. yeah.
1: You'll learn. But when you're spending your own money, I would say just be careful on the initial development of your website because it's going to change. Yeah. And then I,
0: you say that very underwhelmingly. It will change a lot. Like it's crazy. Yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no,
0: it's true because when we launched, like yeah. yes, we've got the perfect site, and we've you know invested all this money, and as like you know how often that things changes, unreal. To this yeah, day, right. it's always we're always tweaking that the website, right? Like it's an ever changing, morphing piece of work.
1: Right. Whether it's oh, let's just change that piece of copy, sure. or doing conversion rate optimization, or like let's change this button. Yep. You're there or it's some sort of major technical change that you need to do it will happen and it does happen often. Yep. Um, so save some money for that <laughs> that's going to happen. And then testing paid advertising. I think everyone needs to test paid advertising. I don't know how you could start a business and kind of not test paid advertising, but it's really easy to spend a lot. Of- mm. Money. So, my recommendation is to have a testing budget. If you have friends or someone that you can consult with to kind of help you initially set up campaigns and to really understand the goals, like what does this campaign, what is working, look like? Of course, you want to drive sales or whatever it is. How do you know it's working? How do you know it was a success? And how do you know it's not working? Because if it's not working, you need to turn that off (laughs) and put your money somewhere else. So we tested and we're in a little different situation, not being brand, well, not selling anything. So our testing is different. But yeah, I would say be really careful because you could blow everything if you're not smart
0: yeah it's easy to go through a lot of money early. I think it's really important to really focus on and there's multiple ways for those of you guys who are listening when it comes to paid ads. You guys can literally YouTube your way to learning some things, but that can be you know who do you listen to, who's the right advice, so you got to be careful there. There's so many factors there's courses, really good courses out there. you mm-hmm. could pay a lot of money, you could pay a little bit of money, sure. and then there's also coaching and mentorship you can pay for, and then there's ultimately firms so, i mean freelancers, there's a lot of different methods. It's just who do you trust? So for more on that, I mean, you can always reach out to people in the subscription space through Facebook groups, can ask those questions in there, see what people are using. And um, of course, through our site, we have some trusted affiliates. Speaking of affiliates that we affiliate with, of course, when it comes to courses. So I mean, feel free to reach out to us as well when it comes to those. But is there anything else before we head over to the unboxing round that we haven't touched on that you really want to touch on? Maybe when it comes to starting a business or maybe when it comes to affiliate or influencer marketing, any touch points we haven't hit that you really want to make sure people know about?
1: Starting a business, I would just say it's never too late to really bring your idea to fruition and make it happen. And as scary as it may seem, it's so worth it. And it's so exciting. So I would say, yeah, that's one thing. Just don't give up. It's really, really a great fun ride.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think the only way you can fail is if you give up. And I think it's tough. There's, it's a roller coaster, right? But man, it's a fun ride for sure. So with that, Alison, we're going to head yeah. over to the unboxing round. Are you ready?
1: I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> Nervous.
0: Allison, <laughs> <laughs> what is the most frequently asked question you get asked from people when it comes to affiliate marketing?
1: How do I find good partners? Where do I find good partners? That is probably the number one question, which makes sense because if you don't have good partners, you're not going to have a good affiliate program. And I will say start with your customers. They are your biggest fans. And everyone seems to have a referral program these days. You can easily wrap in your referral program into an affiliate program. And some of those customers may have blogs, they may have Instagram followings, and invite those customers to join your affiliate program. And I will say they already love you and they'll love you even more uh, when you're paying them.
0: Love that. What a great idea. So like <laughs> a little circle of awesomeness. You yeah. got like the referral program to your customers, customers to the affiliates, and it kind of just keeps going. Well, great answer. Absolutely. Love that. Alison, what are the most frequently asked questions you get asked when it comes to meal finds?
1: When it comes to meal finds people want to know if I get a lot of free stuff to eat and drink. And I will say, <laughs> yes, I do get a lot of free
3: steaks. Nice.
1: Although I do write about it and do unboxing videos and take pictures and write reviews. And so there's a lot of work that goes with the you know free box of steak or wine. But yes, I do eat and drink a lot of stuff. Most of it I like. I'm, I'm not very picky.
0: Alison, if you could hire anyone as your mentor or coach, who would it be and why?
1: Oh my gosh. There are so many amazing... I don't even know how to answer this one. There's so many amazing... Can I have any of the sharks from Shark Tank? That would be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I get their money too. That would be totally... I can't name just one. I don't even know. There are so many amazing, specifically amazing women out there that I would love to learn from and work with. I'm a firm believer in working and hiring people that are way smarter than you are. Mm. So yeah, I can't name just one, but...
0: We'll start with the Shark Tank panel.
1: There's too many. Yes. Well, all of the... Shark, Mr. Wonderful, if you're out there. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey have you
1: ever Bar- you, barbara corcoran hey i'm, I'm
0: oh my goodness any of human?
1: them oh my gosh yeah
0: i know you can go down the yeah. list and listen a lot of those actually do double work they'll they'll work also on what we call dragon's den which is our equivalent to shark tank up here oh
1: i've seen that yeah, and, yeah uh, about that.
0: <laughs> i have a friend she's about to appear on it i think as we're speaking here like mid-may she's going to be on the show and uh, she's actually going to be doing an interview with me later on. So she's a Canadian founder. Her name is Janelle Peterson. So I'm calling you out. Uh, I can't wait to get that episode. Hopefully, I think the way it works when you go through the recording, if you mm-hmm. get an offer, you got a chance to be on the show because not everyone gets on the show. So we'll see if she even gets oh, on the show. But oh, I see. Either way, the whole experience and actually another good friend of the show, Liam Brennan, he's the founder at Box. So think uh, BarkBox for UK ireland yeah yeah and oh uh, they kind of had like their breakout on dragon's den as well up there so mm-hmm. yeah oh my it's, gosh uh, so fun you would be great on shark tank you should totally apply with real <laughs> finds <laughs> too scary <laughs> you're, you're everything else you your shows
1: you are and then they tear you apart um yeah. <laughs> you know which is super fun <laughs> maybe we'll see if we get to that point where we need some money
0: yep yeah. What is one thing you know now that you wish you would have known when you first started Meal Finds?
1: I've learned a lot about SEO. And I wish I would have known more about SEO before I started. As a content site, most of our traffic is organic right now from Google and... I wish I knew more about it. I still don't know a ton, but I know more than when I started. And yeah, it just would have been super helpful, but you can't know everything.
0: You can't. And I'm actually really digging into it right now. There's so many long-term <sighs> strategy I find with SEO. Yes. Uh, if you want to do it like yes. more like the freeway, <laughs> you'll have right. to pay some money into it. But I think, yeah, I think it's such an interesting thing. There's a lot of like cool secrets that I'm finding out about SEO that these marketing firms Ooh. have. So I'll share some with you off here maybe after.
1: Interesting. <laughs> I'd love to. I'd love a cool free secret.
0: <laughs> you mentioned before your website platform is WordPress. What is your favorite affiliate software to use?
1: Oh, I'd probably get in trouble. If... <laughs> 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 I one. There are a ton of great networks and platforms to use. I would say if you are just starting out, ShareSale is a great network um it's really easy to use they have a lot of content partners on there mm-hmm. another great saas platform is impact and so i would say just do your diligence when you're looking for a, a technology partner they all offer slightly different capabilities and if you want kind of more advanced tracking and you want to do More complex attribution, something like an impact that's a SaaS platform might work better for you than something that's a little more straightforward.
3: like
0: When it comes to Meal Finds, it's not only meals you can find on there. You can find anything from wines and spirits to coffee subscriptions. How does someone who's not on Meal Finds apply to be on MealFinds.com?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So a lot of the retailers that are listed on the site we've actually found. And it could just be Googling or scrolling through Instagram, but retailers can reach out directly. You can reach out to me, Alison, with one L-A-L-I-S-O-N at nailfinds.com and say, Hey, you know, We want to be on Meal Finds. And we just make sure you fit within one of our 14 categories that are all food and beverage related, including pet meals. And if you fit within one of those categories, we research your product or service, and then we can get you up on the site.
0: What is your favorite part of the subscription industry?
1: I love how... In the subscription industry, with the various boxes, it creates an experience and something you can do with someone else, something you look forward to, something you could do with your family. It's a little bit of fun that comes in the mail every month. And so, whether it's a beauty box that you're excited to see the new makeup or try it on, or a snack box that you get, it's just they're fun and they're experiences along with some stuff. And I think they make great gifts um, all about the experience. And I think a lot more of these subscription boxes are kind of adding some sort of experience, whether it's a tasting experience or some activity to go along with the box. I think it makes it a little bit more interesting and a little bit more interactive, which I think is
0: fun. Philly cheesesteak, yay or nay?
1: Yay. Oh my gosh. Yay. (laughs) Yay. With whiz, -whiz, no onions for me, but
0: definitely. I'm so with you on that. Like I've never had one, but they look amazing, but I (laughs) I can't stand onions. So I would eat anything as long as there's no onions on it. So where's the best place to get a Philly cheesesteak in Philadelphia?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, you of course have Pat's and Gino's, which everyone knows about. I like Del Sandro's, but really, I mean, Cleavers is a great one. You really, you can't go wrong. You're gonna get something really yummy and tasty.
0: What is Allison's favorite meal kit?
1: Wow. So I will say meal kit right now, and I we get a meal kit almost every week. I really love gobble and Marley spoon right now. And I will say we love gobble because they have really interesting flavor combinations and really interesting recipes that you don't often see elsewhere. And Gobble's whole thing is they're kind of 15-minute meals, easy to make. They send a lot of pre-made sauces, which I love. Marley Spoon, again, this is Martha Stewart's Meal Cat. They have some really interesting flavors, which my family really loves.
0: Well, cool. and finally, the best place for the listeners to connect with you or your company, we know it's MealFinds.com. What about your social handles?
1: Yeah, Instagram at MealFinds, Twitter at MealFinds, Facebook at MealFinds. We are on all of
0: those. Perfect. And finally, before we sign off, I do have one last question. Would you like to leave our listeners with one final parting piece of advice, Allison?
1: Food gifts are the best gifts, Oh. I think. When you're thinking about gifting, I firmly believe this. My husband and I have been implementing this over the past year. Food gifts are the best gifts. You can get really creative. You can find some really interesting things for people to eat and drink, and they will think about you and hopefully love them.
0: Love it. So with that, I just want to thank you for taking the time to do this today. Really had a fun talk about affiliates marketing, uh, influencer marketing. Just your experience in the industry has been amazing. So thank you so much for doing this. And uh, for those of you guys who've either love food or if you're looking to have your company, if you have a food subscription of any sorts, make sure to reach out to Allison at mealfinds.com. So thanks again for doing this. Thanks, Eric. Cheers. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode of the Subscription Box Show. Allison is a seasoned speaker and expert in our industry, and I could listen to her talk all day. So, a big thanks again goes out to Allison and Meal Finds for making this happen. For more on her, make sure to visit mealfinds.com or simply click the link in today's episode show notes. And of course, a big thanks goes out to the proud sponsors of this episode's Friends of the Show, Harbor Marketing Agency. Steve and Harbour have been around since day one on this show, so head over to harbormarketingagency.com and go apply to see if you'd be able to work with them. We have and I know the value that it's brought to our business. Links available in today's show notes. And make sure to tune in on Friday for the next episode of Focus Friday, where we tackle a hot industry topic to help you and your business thrive. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Eric Music, And remember, words can inspire, thoughts can provoke, but only action truly brings you closer to your dreams.
2: That's all for this episode of The Subscription Box Show. But your next unboxing is only a few clicks away. Head over to thesubscriptionboxshow.com to connect with your host on social media or book a call to give your input on today's episode and what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes of The Subscription Box Show. Remember, don't be afraid of change. Be afraid of standing still.